and welcome to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I hope that you are having the best day of your whole entire life. Today's episode, I'm very, very, very excited to share with you. This is for the women who are in my audience who are thinking about or already have an online coaching business. Inside of today's episode, I am sharing with you one of the, I think, 16 or 17 trainings from the Coach Incubator, which is my program slash mastermind hybrid. It is a high-level coaching opportunity for the woman in the online space who is either building a coaching business, already has a very successful coaching business, or wants to know what it takes to become the most powerful coach that she possibly can be. I deeply believe that being a really good coach in the industry requires you to be a really good, solid, stable human being. So this course is incredibly powerful. It is a mixture of helping you grow as a human, but also teaching you the skills and strategies of being a woman who can grow her coaching business, but also grow the impact that she creates and the clients that she is actually working with. This training was titled Hard Shit That Happens in Business, and this was inside of the emotional intelligence module inside of this course. This course is five modules and you also get Voxer support and Zoom calls. Anyways, I am sharing this with you today because I know that there are a lot of coaches in my audience who are going to benefit drastically from this training. I know it will be very powerful for you and I want to extend you the invitation. If you are a coach in the industry or an aspiring coach in the industry and you are wanting to be supported by a coach who has built radical success and you want her to lead you to creating radical success in your life and in your business, I would love to invite you into the Spark Mastermind. That is my high level mastermind for the woman who is a coach or aspiring coach in the online space. And the beautiful thing about the way that I coach my clients is that it's not just business strategy. It is also so much mindset and so much improving the woman that you are in your life. Because I deeply believe the way you do one thing in your life is the way that you are going to do most things in your life. So if you're struggling to show up consistently in your habits in your life, you're probably going to struggle to show up consistently within your business. So I'm going to build you into a woman who is capable of being a leader in her her life, not just in her business, but in every single area of your life. Because yes, your business matters, your coaching business matters so much, but it is just a small piece of the life that you are creating for yourself. You don't become an entrepreneur or a coach to work 24 seven, have no boundaries, have no emotional intelligence, feel burnt out all the time, feel like you can't take on anything else, feel like you're neglecting your family and your friends and the people that you love because you're just sucked into work all the time because you don't know how to turn off. That is not a healthy way of building and growing and scaling a successful coaching business. So if you're wanting support in how to do all of the above, the Spark Mastermind would be a beautiful place for you to bring yourself into where you will be surrounded by other women who understand you, uplift you, empower you, who are building businesses alongside you. One of the reasons that I've been in a mastermind for over two years is because a lot of times building a business can feel quite lonely. No one in my life, right? No one in my real life circle gets what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the online space. None of my friends are podcasters. None of my friends have physical product businesses. None of my friends are coaches in the online space. None of my friends are motivational speakers. None of my friends are putting themselves in front of rooms of people who they don't know to talk to them about improving their lives. It's really important to be surrounded by women who are doing the same things that you're doing. And it's so powerful to be led by someone who has created the success that you are craving in your life. But the coaching industry and becoming a successful coach in the online space is not just 
massive impact and loads of income. While it is both of those things, when you become radically successful, there's also a lot of hard shit that happens in business that a lot of people don't anticipate happening. Inside of this episode, I'm sharing with you the training that was inside of the coach incubator where I talked about some of the hard shit that happens in business, the things that a lot of coaches aren't really willing to talk about. So I talk about things that have happened to me, things that I've seen happen to other people, how you can handle those things if they're happening to you in your business right now. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. If this resonates with you and you're wanting to be supported by someone who knows what it's like to go through these things and can walk beside you as you're navigating them in your life, in your business, send me a DM on Instagram and let's chat about the opportunity to bring you into the Spark Mastermind, one of the most beautiful places to be in my world. Okay. I love you so very much. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you very, very soon. Hello, my love, and welcome to your next training inside of the Coach Incubator. Today's training, I want to talk to you about handling the hard shit that happens in your business. The reality about running an online business, being a coach, being an entrepreneur is that hard shit happens. That is just the reality. Hard things happen that you probably would never even see coming. And I wish that I would have known that I was going to face some of this stuff at the start of my business. So I could have anticipated for it, not sitting and worry around it, but knowing like, Hey, finding clients and making money is not going to be the hard part of your business. Signing your next client is not the hardest part of your business. And while right now you may be in a stage in the beginning of your business where you are still building brand awareness and where you are still positioning yourself as an authority and you are still gaining trust and you are still building reputation where that does feel like the hardest part of your business. And that's okay if that's your reality right now. But I want to talk about some of the hard things that happen that you may not have even thought about happening, or maybe through conversations with me or conversations with your other mentors, you have an awareness around it. But I want to share some of these things with you because I want you to think about how you would handle these things in your business. If they happened, if they've already happened, think about how you did handle them. But then I also want you to think about what is the ideal way that you would like to handle things. The reality about growing in our own emotional intelligence is that it requires actually growing in it. And to grow through something, it means something actually has to happen. So the first time, the things that I'm going to talk to you about today, the first time that these things happened in my business... I didn't handle them all so well. It doesn't mean that I went off on my clients or I was like a raging bitch or I was out of control or I quit on myself. That's not what I'm talking about. But when things happen for the first time and you're not prepared to handle them, things feel chaotic and things don't feel good and things last for a really long time. I remember in December of 2020, when the first kind of shitty thing happened in my business, I was like, ooh, I felt bad for like three or four weeks about it. I'm not even joking. December of 2020 was a really interesting month in my business, one of the best months in my personal life and one of the best months financially, but one of the worst months emotionally, one of the worst months energetically in my business. I just felt terrible. It felt like things were crumbling and it just felt really awful for me emotionally. My emotional intelligence was kind of low. And I really struggled with holding on to things and moving through things. And quite honestly, even the way that I handled some of the things that happened in my business didn't feel very good. And that's hard to admit. 
but I had never been through them before. I had never handled them before. So I got to grow as a mentor and as a coach. And you're going to be presented with a lot of opportunities throughout the course of your business to continue to learn and to continue to grow and to be presented with opportunities to handle things differently and handle things better. So when I started to experience some of the hard things in my business, I wasn't really prepared and I didn't know how to handle them. And I had to work on improving my own emotional intelligence. And in the next training, we're going to talk about things that you can start doing and implementing to improve your own emotional intelligence. But the reality is, from my own experience, this is something that we sometimes have to grow through. Sometimes we actually have to be confronted with hard things, go through them, and then recognize, hey, I didn't really like the way I behaved. I don't really like the way I responded. I don't really like the way I held my emotions or expressed my emotions. How can I do that better next time? And the other truth of this is the more these things kind of happen in your business, the more comfortable you get with them happening. And it's not to say that we should want bad things to happen, but I want to feel comfortable when I get defaulted payment plans. I want to feel comfortable when a client leaves. I want to feel comfortable when a client hires my mentor. Those are all things that in the beginning of my business, when they first happened, it was like, this is the worst thing in the world. Why is this happening? But now it's just like, okay, of course that happens. And I don't have to sit in those negative feelings for weeks or months. Instead, it's like, all right, I have a moment or a couple of minutes where I feel kind of bad about it. And I feel like this is kind of crappy, but... It's a reality of business. And some of these hard realities of business aren't really talked about, right? No one prepares you for what it feels like when a client leaves to hire your mentor. No one talks to you about what it feels like when you delivered six months of coaching to someone and they ghost you on a payment plan where they owe you $10,000. No one talks about those things. No one talks about how to handle hard conversations when your client disagrees with what you say right? A lot of things that can come up in your business and will come up in your business most likely, you haven't been taught how to handle them. And even though a coach can give you their own experience and their own kind of strategies for handling these kind of things, it's going to be an entirely different experience when you go through it. So I hope that this training will create awareness for you, not that you will sit and worry of like, oh my God, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? But just like, okay, this is normal that this happens. It happens to other coaches too. That doesn't mean I'm a shitty coach. It doesn't mean my business is going to fail because when hard things happen, where do our minds go? Immediately to all of these stories of like, you suck. Of course, this is happening to you. Your business is going to fail. You are a shitty coach when that's not the reality. These kind of things happen for every single person in business. So let's talk about some of the hard shit that happens in your business. The first one that comes to mind for me is clients leaving. And you might be like, well, that's not that hard. But it can be. When clients leave on good terms, it can be hard. When clients leave on bad terms, it can be hard. When clients leave expressing their love and their gratitude and their appreciation, it can feel really hard. When clients leave without ever saying a word, because we let people close to us, most of us as coaches, maybe you are really good at keeping a guard up and you don't let your people so close. The way that I run my business is I let people really close to me. And I love that. I love my clients. I nurture my clients. I give them all of me, the best parts of me. I reserve for them. We create friendships with them. We care. So it's normal to be sad and it's normal for it to feel hard when you've worked with a client for a month and they leave, when you work with a client for a year and they leave, when you work with a client for two years and they leave. And maybe they leave just because their time with you is complete and they don't need you anymore. 
If you have issues with abandonment like I did, (laughs) it can feel like, oh my God, everyone is leaving me and it can feel really hard. But the sentiment that gets me through this is if I allow myself to be happy when clients come in, I have to allow myself the space to be sad when they leave. Having emotional intelligence doesn't mean that you don't feel your feelings. It's not about like, I'm stone cold and I never feel a thing. Emotional intelligence is just how do I handle my emotions? How do I express my emotions? How do I navigate through my emotions? That's what having emotional intelligence is. And the first time a client leaves, it might feel really, really hard and you might be really, really sad. For me, I think about masterminds ending long-term masterminds where clients have worked with me for six months or a year. That's really sad when clients leave after being with you for that long. I hold space for myself and we'll talk about that on the next training. I hold space for myself and I give myself permission to feel what I'm feeling and be sad about it. But I also know that I don't have to sit in it and I can handle it in a really mature and professional way. The next thing that comes to mind for me in terms of handling the hardship that happens in your business is clients disagreeing with you. You might have the belief right now that as a coach, it's your job to make sure that your client agrees with every single thing that you say. I have maybe what is an unpopular opinion, but I don't believe that you have to agree with everything I say. I don't believe that I have to agree with everything my coach says. You don't have to share the same views on everything. You don't have to share the same opinions or the same thoughts or the same morals or the same values. I'm sure a lot of what your coach is, and we can use me as an example, I'm sure that a lot of what I stand for really resonates with you. But there may be things that I stand for that I speak about that you don't necessarily agree with, that you're like, I don't really like that you do things that way. Well, that's incredible because you know what you want for your business, just like I know what I want for my business. I don't watch my coach do things and think, oh, I have to do something the way that she does it, even though I don't stand for it. I get to love her for all of who she is, admire the things about her that I admire, but also be okay that I don't agree with everything that she says and you don't have to agree with everything that I say. But it can feel uncomfortable if you're confronted with maybe a conflict or a hard conversation in a container where maybe you give some coaching and your client is like, that doesn't really resonate with me. I don't agree with that. Can we allow that to be okay? Can you allow for that to happen without judging yourself for it, without thinking I'm a really shitty coach or I'm not going to be good at helping my client get a transformation just because they don't agree with one thought that I have? You have to allow this to be okay. You're not going to see eye to eye with every single client that you work with on every single thing that you work with them on. You can effectively and productively communicate even when you don't share a similar viewpoint. This can be something positive. Can you see that? Can you grow in your emotional intelligence and recognize, oh, maybe this is a learning lesson for me? Because your clients should expand you and teach you too. Yes, we are the leaders of the containers that we have. And yes, we are the leaders for our clients. But I learn things from my clients all of the time, things that I didn't know, new perspectives. The relationship gets to be expansive for both parties. So be willing to have your clients disagree with you and not make it mean that you're the worst coach in the world. The next thing, which I've touched on a little bit already in the last training, is when clients hire your mentor. I remember when this first started happening for me. I can even remember the program. My coach was running a program called Micro Influencer. And a bunch of my clients joined that program, like all at once, like six or seven of my clients joined that program. And I was like, what is going on? 
why are all of my clients hiring my coach? Like, this is my sacred space. That was what I told myself. This is my sacred space and people are coming here. I don't like this. And then I created stories about how I must not be good enough for them. They must not like me anymore. They must not want to work with me anymore. They can't wait for our time to be over together so they can just leave and work with my coach. Not true. We create stories about what that means, but we have to learn, number one, to release the comparison and the competition. At this time, I really had to do work around realizing we are here to co-create together. We are all here for betterment of the humans in our worlds. And number two is that I can't possibly teach everyone everything. I don't know everything. I don't have a program around being a micro-influencer. So how can I be mad when they join a program about being a micro-influencer when I'm not a micro-influencer. I have a platform of 200,000 people. That's not a micro-influencer. I could teach you how to become a micro-influencer, but I don't have that program because I don't resonate with that because I'm not a micro-influencer. So it's like, can we recognize that it's not a competition between you and your coach or you and peers or you and other coaches that you see in the online space? Someone gets to find value in you and find value in me. Can you accept that? Can you grow emotionally to accept there's value in you and there's value in me. And we get to trust that our clients are going to make the decisions that feel best for them. And maybe right now that's working with me. And maybe in six months that's working with you. Or maybe right now that's working with me and in six months leaving me and hiring my mentor. Can I be okay with that? Can I allow myself to say I trust that my client knows what's best for them right now and if they want to work with someone else, that gets to be okay and there's no bad feelings around that. We have to be okay with that. The next thing that has been difficult for me in my business that I never even really anticipated, and I probably should have, was defaulted payment plans and being ghosted on payment plans. So this happens to every single person running a business. There are going to be clients who default on a payment. Most of the time, it's not a big deal. You send an email or a message to them and you say, hey, your payment didn't go through. I would love for us to get this corrected. Do you need to change your payment information? And 98% of your clients are going to be in integrity with their commitments. There may be for you, there have been for me. I don't know that it will definitely happen to you, but there have been some clients who their time was complete with me and they completely ghosted me on outstanding payments. That may happen to you. But what we have to do as we grow in our emotional intelligence is we have to ask ourselves, what do I learn from this scenario? So I'll share with you one of the scenarios that happened with me. I had a client that I worked with for three months in private coaching. And at the time, I was offering extended payment plans for private coaching because I wanted to make my coaching accessible. And our time together was complete. Our three months was over. And at the end of our three months, in the last two weeks, she said, I don't know how I'm going to make my next payment to you. So she, at the time, still owed me a lot of money, multiple thousands of dollars. I think it was around $8,000 that she still owed me because I offered the extended payment plan and our time was complete. I had delivered all of the calls. I had delivered all of the Voxer. She was a client that I talked to almost every day. So here I'd given all of myself and was out $8,000. And she was an incredible client who was in integrity. She was honest with me. And she said, I want to remain on a payment plan, but it's going to take me a while to pay you. And she's still a year later on a payment plan with me. And that gets to be okay. But what learning lesson could I take from that? It doesn't feel good for me anymore to offer extended payment plans for high-level coaching. 
So my private coaching is either all paid up front on payment plan, you can pay before we begin, or you pay on a month to month basis where you're paying the full amount that's due that month. Maybe it's adding terms and conditions. Maybe it's creating contracts. How you decide to handle this in your business is up to you. But in order for us to grow in our emotional intelligence, we have to ask ourselves when hard things happen, where's the learning lesson in here for me? What can I learn from this? And how can I create a system that works for me that will help me potentially avoid, hopefully, this happening again in my business? Okay. The next hard thing that will probably happen maybe it will never happen for you, it's happened for me once or twice, is having a dissatisfied client. So after the end of a container, I had this happen one time. At the end of a group coaching program, I had a client come to me and say, I just, I didn't really like the program. I didn't really like the structure of it. I didn't really like that. I didn't get to see her face. Mind you, she didn't come to the Zoom calls. She didn't really participate. She didn't like the structure of the program. She was disappointed. And we can go into, again, creating stories that this means we need to issue refunds or we suck as a coach or we're not valuable to our clients or we should just quit our business because one person was dissatisfied. But that's not the truth. It just simply means that this person didn't love their experience with you inside of that container. It may be because of something that you did. It may be because of something of their own doing, maybe something they're going through in their life. It may be a projection onto you because they're unhappy with themselves. In this situation, we can get curious and we can ask If we want to, ask them, how did you show up for yourself throughout the course of this program? Ask them what they would have liked to have seen done differently. Give them an opportunity to actually do some reflection within themselves so that they can get curious. Are they actually disappointed in the experience or are they disappointed within themselves? A part of our job as a coach is to be willing and open to hearing feedback, positive and not positive. That doesn't mean that we have to listen to and implement every single thing that every single person says to us, but we do want to be open to hearing feedback. If someone had a negative experience with me, I want to hear about it. I want to know how can I be better next time because I care very much about my reputation, number one. I also care very much about my client experience with me in my world. I don't do this job just to make money. I do this job to make a difference. And if someone says this didn't make a difference for me, I don't feel very good about that. But we also need to encourage our clients to do some self-reflection on what was actually the problem. What could have been different or what could have been better? Maybe it was the container. Maybe it was me. But a lot of times we can allow our clients to do some reflection on how they actually showed up so that they can have the breakthrough of realizing, I thought this was going to be a miracle pill and it wasn't a miracle pill. I actually had to show up and do the work. And that's very shocking for some people. They hire a coach and they think, oh, this coach is going to change my life. Sure, I will help facilitate change with you, but it's up to you to do the work. I don't get you the result. Anything that you learn here or breakthroughs you have here or changes you implement in your business here in this coach program, they're because you did the work. They're not because of me. They're because of you. I don't take the credit for your results. So that means if we're not taking the credit, we also can't take the blame all of the time. The next hard thing that will maybe happen for you in your business that has happened to me is being misunderstood by the people who you love. And if you've been with me for a while, you've heard me talk about the fact that my husband is really doesn't get the coaching thing. He doesn't really understand it. He's like, what is that? I don't get it. Not everyone in your family or your friend circle is going to get it. They might judge you in the beginning. That's what holds a lot of women back. I'm being judged of like, who am I to do this? Or, oh my God, what is she up to now? Why is she talking about this weird thing that nobody gets? 
They might dislike that you talk about success or money or change or growing or moving on or leaving people behind. You may feel misunderstood and unsupported by the people who you really care about. You may find yourself feeling like the strangers on the internet (laughs) support you more than your friends in real life do. The reason that I'm sharing this is just because I want to validate this for you, that it is okay if you are misunderstood. You have to remind yourself that it is not their responsibility to get it. It's your responsibility to be okay that they don't and continue pursuing your dreams. Okay. And the final thing that I want to talk about that will potentially happen, that has probably already happened. I'm not even going to say potentially. This is definitely going to happen. Being triggered by the success of other people. This is a hard thing sometimes. I've had clients say to me, I don't feel like I can keep up with you. I have felt at times like I can't keep up with my own coach. You may be triggered by your coach or your colleagues or your peers or maybe even your clients. There may come a time where your client is creating more success than you are or you see them being more consistent than you are and you're like, ooh, shit. There are so many different situations that can trigger us into feeling icky within our businesses. The thing that we have to ask ourselves when we are triggered is what are we making this scenario mean about ourselves? When our client is more successful or our coach is more successful or someone is being more consistent or someone has what we want and we feel like, ugh, what are we making that mean about ourselves? Is it that we're not good enough or they're better than us or I'll never create the result that I want in my life or I'm doomed to fail or people don't like me? Get curious about what that's bringing up for you because the trigger is a mirror into what you're feeling. And it can teach you a lot about yourself if you're willing to get curious, but the curiosity has to be without judgment. You can't judge yourself for being triggered. Have you been triggered in the past and gotten angry at yourself? You're like, why am I feeling that way? Instead, just get curious. Something in you needs attention and that's okay. That's all the trigger is representing for you. It's a mirror to look within and say, what's coming up for me right now? What am I making this mean about me? Where are these feelings coming from? What needs attention and healing and how can I give that to myself? Your emotional intelligence in your business is so incredibly important. And as you go through these hard things, and we could probably talk about a million more, if you want to share in Voxer some of the hard things that you've faced in your business, let's talk about them and let's talk about how you've handled them in the past and how you really want to handle them moving forward. And in our next training, we're going to talk about building emotional intelligence. And I'm going to give you some things that you can start doing now to build that emotional intelligence. But the reality is, in my experience, I had to face a lot of these hard things in order to grow through it. In order to build my emotional intelligence and increase that IQ, (laughs) I had to be able to go through those things and learn from them and ask myself through reflection, what didn't feel so good in the way that you held your emotions around this? What didn't feel so good in the way that you responded in your emotions around this? And how can we clean that up moving forward? Okay. Bring any thoughts, breakthroughs, aha moments, or conversations that you want to have into Voxer. I love you guys. And I will talk to you on our next training. I am back. That is the end of the training that I just provided for you from the coach incubator. I hope that if you are a coach in the online space, this resonated so powerfully for you. I love you so very much. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See ya.